This is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm, the audio podcast for September 25th. It's a Saturday, 2021. It's a great day here on the farm. I was just out uh, weed eating around the entrances. Looks like we're going to get some rain. And uh, you really can tell the strength of our hives because it's kind of cool and wet like it's going to rain soon. So there's not a lot of activity. And when you're weed eating, I'm, I'm fully dressed because most of my stings happen when I weed eat. And so I was, I was fully uh, dressed with the outfit and the boots, the work boots, the whole deal. And sure enough, you know, you tick, you tick the bottom of a, of a skid or something, and, and it vibrates. And of course, as soon as there's a vibration, the bees are coming out to protect. And they came out to visit me a number of times. But fortunately, today, well, sometimes it's kind. Of, I find it healthy to get stung, uh, get a sting, but didn't get stung today. But certainly went around the farm and looked at all of our hives and. On Instagram and at wildflowerbeefarm.com, you'll notice we've been posting a lot of, you know, front entrances of hives where they're getting attacked and robbed and all of that. So wanted to talk a little bit today about our healthy hives, all 17 of them, and I actually posted a short clip of a healthy entrance uh, today so that you understand it, uh, you get back into looking at healthy hives so you know what they look like. So let me go around the farm, and I'll start at the back, and <clears throat> we have a... Uh, 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 you know, a hive back there. We just call hive nine. It's um, how do I describe it? It's kind of over a mound. Most of our hives are protected from the north wind by mounds of dirt that were put there years ago when a pond was dug. So they're protected from the north wind, and they have on the south side, a few feet ahead, they may have bush or maple or um, walnut or um, some type of pine tree. So this one, uh, hive nine, is a is a descendant of hive nine that didn't make it. That was a the pine grove hive where the original hive nine was inside a grove of trees. It was an experiment where they absolutely got no sun and they survived two years. Um, but I think the problem with that location for them was that because there was no sun, they didn't have a chance to do cleansing flights. And, you know, if you get a long winter, it gets pretty messy. And there was a great deal of that on the outside of the hive. So they did survive the winter by just quickly going out and back in, but I don't think it was a great environment for them. So that would be uh, the descendant. I did a split. That would be hive nine. Um, just beside it is what's called hive Q2, or a direct, also a descendant of hive nine. Um, which is in the pine grove, similar to Hive 9, but with a bit more opening for sunshine. So they, again, they're going into their second winter because that's a split. Next, we have what we call the Langstroth Swarm. We had um, placed a Langstroth hive in this rather secluded section. It's got pine in the front and sides, and on the back it has a mound of dirt, but it's very, it, it is open to sunshine as well. Uh, dark, cooler most of the time, so it's a it's a slower moving type of hive, and a swarm moved in on its own and stayed and survived. Um, more of a carny type of bee, uh, crossed with the um, uh, European Italian, but they, they they really are more carny like and very slow moving, but doing well. Bringing in pollen, seem very strong. So that's a we call that our Lang swarm hive that moved in this year. 
Next, we have a, another hive. I just call it Q3. It's a queen that we had in, in the Darwinian beekeeping model. You try to get as much diversity as we can. So last year, we brought in, along with the 13 hives, we brought in five queens and five queen cells just to add different diversity. And this, this hive continues to um, do well going into its uh, second winter. Next, we have two side-by-side -side hives from an original um, split. Um, don't like to have hives side-by-side. -side. They were no-look splits, and, and we left them there, and they're, they're thriving, and they're doing well, and they're, they're going to be going into the winter. We call those hives 7B and 7BNL. On the other side of one of our ponds, we have a hive that is, is a, um, a Langstroth hive that is a combination of a number. It was a queen cell. Uh, it also was a part of some bees from what we called hive three. So it's really a combination of bees. We had to use a newspaper technique to put it together. And it's now one of our strongest hives. So I don't know if the queen, um, you know, uh, left or they created some new genetics, but they're very strong and I really like them, if that makes any sense. Next, there's a couple of hives that uh, we like to, we call Hive 12. Now, Hive 12 is, is a strain of bees. We have uh, four hives that descended from Hive 12. We have an original um, that was part of the original hive. Um, going into its fourth winter, winter, sorry, no, third winter. And from that hive, we split into uh, one, uh, two, three. We have four hives in total from hive 12 descendants surviving and going into this winter. Um, I'm sorry, one, two, three, four, five of them going into this winter. That's hive 12. And one of the things I noticed about hive 12 was that it was able to engage in the huddle up technique when there was an attack by robbers. And what I mean by the huddle up technique, they basically put a pile of bees on the entrance to stop anyone from coming and going. And they were able to totally stop a swarm of, I, I call it a swarm, but a, a, just a pile of robbers that were coming to attack it. I happened to see it, but I didn't have my camera, of course. And I've only witnessed it a few times with our hives, but it seems to be a very um, powerful technique. I don't know if I should call it the pile-on technique or the, the huddle-up technique, but anyway, Hive 12 uh, seems to have that, and, and there's a particular hive within that group that we're going to be working to split. Then we have Hive 3, which is a, uh, we did a no-look split, doing very well. And we have two out of our four top bars going into the winter, uh, which is, is quite exciting. And the second uh, really genetic link that seems to be surviving quite well is what we call Hive 2. It was from our original three years ago. It's going into its third winter, or fourth year coming up. And we have three hives from that genetic strain. So those are going to be some really interesting hives. If they make it through this winter, we're hoping to do splits. And uh, obviously, we may have to aggressively go after swarms, according to the Darwinian beekeeping model, where you, you grab them if they come from your own hive. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, quite excited. And the final one I want to talk about is, is hive five. 
It comes from a split, and it's one today that was really unhappy that I was around it with a weed eater. Uh, but it was it's quite strong, um, and I think will also be... Obviously, any of the hives that survive this winter will be splitting for those genetics because it seems that they are adapting and learning um, in, in different and various ways. So that's sort of a walk around the farm. I, I skipped some of the hive 12s and, and so on because they're pretty much the same. Just to, just to know we have hives in different geographical locations, it seems that the hives that are in the bush are doing better than those that are out in the open, although there, there are exceptions to those rules. So I'm not sure there's any patterns emerging that we can actually discuss but i can tell you as of today september 25th they're still bringing in pollen so i'm hank from the wildflower bee farm uh, follow us on instagram and facebook and go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and let's connect and uh, look forward to talking with you again soon